Today's show is brought to you by words. Without them, this moment might sound a little bit like this. I have no idea what we're listening to right now. Or ever. This one's called Rocky Top by Audio Nautic. What was the last one? Blow the Man Down by the Midshipman Glee Club. And you muted my microphone and insisted we had to listen to all of we it. We do. It's a full story. Okay. What, what that kind was of a story is That was the pre-intro to the intro. We have too many intros. It's about the man blowing the man down. This is like... Because he wanted to win over his sweet Polly. This is just like one of those math equations where you start it and you're like, oh, this is going to be really easy. And then Don't like... talk about math right now, please. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that was a little bit too abrupt on the fade there. I'm sorry. That I'm was. Gonna, I'm going to try that again. <laughs> Slower. Slower. Okay, you can just fade it out now, Jake. Okay, we're good. Hello. Oh, I can still hear it in my headphones. This oh, is real confusing. Wow, that is strange. I will cut that off for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, good week. Actually, good two weeks to you. Oh, because, yeah, it has been a couple of weeks. Yeah, because, you know, Tyler decided that he needed to watch the Cubs game. So, yeah. yeah I, you know, it was an important game. Yeah. Um,. Uh-huh. It was, was a very stressful game. I was, I was bored, though, and I was mad at you. I mean, you could have come watched it with me. No. Yeah, okay. Fine. Yeah, it would have been a lot more exciting if you did. I guess, except where would I have sat? Uh, we had lots of seats in my room, Jake. I was standing up. I had left the room. I was so stressed. I was watching from the hallway. Uh, you're 
TV is turned away from the hallway. No, we were watching it on the other TV. Oh, that facing makes the more futon. sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. So there is like I don't know four or five seats, and there's okay. a couple of them free. So you could okay. you could definitely sat with us. Okay, thank you. I'll remember that next time. There's a Cubs game that prohibits us from doing this fun thing that we do here. Well, they just lost tonight, and they are out of the playoffs. So there will not be a Cubs game until. I don't know. Preseason starts in February, so mm. countdown till then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so we got a good couple of months to go, Jake. Yep. Of, let's let's do this. Of open Thursday evenings, except uh, Thanksgiving break, I will be out on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, um, we are not recording a show on Thanksgiving Day. We won't even um, be here. God bless you and your family on that day. Uh, so yeah. I mean, I think we should give a God bless to you. You're going to be working on that day. Yes. So. God bless me. Uh, God bless everyone. Yeah, I mean that that just sounds terrible. I'm so glad that um <clears throat> that I don't have to work this year. Yeah, uh people uh on Thanksgiving even though they're supposed to be giving thanks are uh, much more irritated Very when they're out, when they have to go out shopping. Actually, they don't have to, but they do for some reason. Uh don't ask me why. I just sell them stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What what um what do you see that was interesting this week, Jake? I saw a roach on the floor uh on my way in here Ooh. when I was in the stairwell. Ooh, that is disgusting. Yeah, I was like, ooh, roach. And then I came into the party that was happening in here. Man, it was a party. It was a party in here. That was a crazy party. It was. It was a magical moment. Um, That's not a good thing that there are roaches in the building, though. I mean, Uh, that roach had to get in here somehow. Probably through the door, actually. Do you think someone just opened the door for the roach? No, I think that it has its own Purdue ID, and it was able to swipe in and open the door. You know, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) That door has the longest arms in existence, and just... Has a card. Uh, the door has I, the arms or the roach does? Sorry, the roach has the arms. Okay. And huge pockets. I mean, it must have huge pockets. Oh, for, yeah. Uh, no, it's a mini. It's a mini one. So it's roach friendly. Oh, makes sense. Is there like a little roach door at the bottom of the door that it walks in? Yes. Gotcha. Yes, there gotcha. is. That makes sense. That makes yes. sense. Anything else? Um, I think that we should tell each other who we're wearing. Who we're wearing? Yeah. Who are you wearing? Um... Right now I'm wearing Wendy. Um, I had some Wendy chicken tenders. That's or... not what that means. <laughs> I mean, it Wait, could be. You drop Wendy's chicken tenders on you. I mean, or I did they're in your belly. Well, both at the moment. Um, I did drop them on me earlier, and then I ate them, and so mm, in your mouth. Um, actually, I ate them through my eyeballs. Wow. I've always wanted to do that. You know, uh, that reminds me. This half of the week. Uh, whenever I look like this, do you see this? Uh, yeah, when you're opening your eyeballs and looking no. to the right? When I'm looking right this way, like up and to the right, uh-huh. it feels like my left eyeball is going to fall out, and that's not good. So do you have any tips for don't, eyeball retention? Um, don't look up and to the right. That's sometimes hard if you want to look at something that's up and to the right. Well, you could just turn your neck. You well, have okay, a neck for a so reason. if you see it in your peripheral, then you have to turn, like, look up at it and then you turn and you you look at it with your neck yeah yeah that could work too okay um anything actually interesting jake except for the roach well in response to the who am i wearing question i'm wearing an old navy v-neck and old navy jeans i am wearing some slippers that are super comfy feeling feeling the comfort. that's good that's good uh i guess i'm wearing some uh, a Purdue sweatshirt, Jake, that brand is unknown to me. That's uh, probably Purdue. I didn't know Purdue had a sweatshirt brand. 
I thought they just licensed things out to other brands. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. You got something actually good or... Um, let me let me put my brain on that. Did you did you have something that you wanted to share? I have loads of things to share. All righty, Jake. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Um, first, I think I mentioned this to you earlier in the week, but um, we were recently handed a new fine on my hall, mm-hmm. um, because there are exit signs above the doors to obviously exit the building in our in our hall, and people have been running down the hallway and slapping those with their hand. Mm-hmm. And knocking them down. Mm-hmm. So we got a lovely email that because they can't find the person responsible, and the person responsible hasn't um, obviously confessed, that they're just going to find everyone on the hall, whatever the cost is um, to to replace those signs. Mm-hmm. So that's just fantastic. So like how much is that? How much is the average exit sign uh, going for these days? I don't know, um, but that's the second fine we've been handed out. This semester. Remind me of the first one the again. The first one was because people were taking paint off the wall. And they like still are. Like with their fingernails or yes. how do they do that? The paint was peeling and people uh-huh. just started peeling it off. And now there's a huge just a huge place in our wall where there's just missing paint. Well, sounds like you've got a paint pandemic on your hands there. Uh, yeah. And two fines that for things that are completely But you don't know how much the fines are. They haven't told us. They said they're going to show up on our bill at the end of the semester. I see. I see. Well, good luck paying those. I hear the college is expensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I've been told as well. And when I looked at my bill, it's also what I found out. So Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Um, what other things happened this week? Well, I can read you this little um, ex- excerpt. Okay. From my ah uh, uh, yes. From my from my floor group chat. Uh, it it rolled onto my phone at three in the morning uh, yesterday morning. And I, I wasn't awake to see it, so I saw it, I saw it when I woke up. Uh, why is there liquid seeping under our door? This better not be piss. Okay, somebody definitely pissed at our door. <laughs> Next person. Come on, Brian. Don't get pissed off. Whoever did this, you're in trouble. Oh, that's a pun. That is a pun. Actually... That's I think actually a, a properly used pun. I that, I, that is a respectable pun. It is. That is a respectable pun. I think the bigger story here, though, is that people are peeing under underneath people's doors. Uh, I just want to, as, as a formal representative for the radio here at Wiley, I'd like to say that I do not condone these actions. Um, I agree. I'm going to really, I'm going to take a safe assumption and say the guy was probably very drunk. Uh, perhaps. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe he just had to go. I want to I want to show you something that uh, I was just browsing Reddit. Okay. Um, I don't know, like literally thirty minutes ago, and someone happened to post a picture on the produce subreddit. Oh. And it's a picture of someone's door. Okay. And there's a picture of a urinal on the door. Oh. And it says, "Please don't piss here. Bathrooms are that way." Wow. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy that's on your floor. Unless, you know what? Unless there this were two pieces that actually store. from my exact floor. I'm pretty sure that this is this guy's room. So the picture uh, is a urinal, and on it is written hashtag justice for the room. This room is a victim of urinary terrorism. Please donate by sliding money under the door. <laughs> uh, I think that is extremely apropos, and I do condone donation to the poor victims of the underdoor 
urination. Yeah, you can always just send donations to us, and then we'll just make sure that the donations get to the door. Yes, uh, just put uh, in the two line, in the in the memo line of the check, urine stuff. <laughs> just urine stuff? Yeah. I feel like that's uh, an appropriate... Um, description for the donation. Okay, well, is that tax deductible? Um, let me let me check really quick. Yes. Oh, good, perfect. So all our all you tax conscious people out there, yeah, you can. You know who you are. You can take this off your uh, taxes. So. What's going on right now? I don't know. We're both I feel like I'm talking lower than normal. Is that you are, true? You are talking lower okay. than normal. I don't know why, and I'm sorry, but I feel like it's more sultry that way. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just a result of the math exam that we took like yes. four hours that ago. Was just pure evil. It was. I do not condone these actions of the math test. I don't condone taking a math test at Purdue ever. Uh, yeah, if you have the opt- opportunity to not do that, I would recommend it. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly, highly. Uh, if you do not, then do take the math test. Uh, it's it's for a grade. <laughs> like most <laughs> tests are here at Purdue, it is for a grade. It is important. Yes. Uh, it, shall we go over the material of the exam? No, I don't think they would be, the listeners would be... uh, Okay, well, it's still fresh on my mind. I still have the repetition to prove it. Um, I don't doubt that you have the repetition. I was with you all day today. Yeah, we we studied, I counted for seven hours today. Yeah. I took 10 practice exams. Still felt like a failure when we took it. Uh, I did. (laughs) And I was like, just awfulize me. Awfulize? Is that like caramelizing, but with awfulness? Yes. Gotcha. Caramelize me in awfulness, as it were. That makes sense. I uh, I got a little head re- headline I want to read you, Jake. Oh. Oh, you read it. It made me LOL in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you LOL IRL. <laughs> right? This is an exclusive piece as well. This is an exclusive piece. Exclusive to whom? Uh, 4 News. Channel 4 News um, out of... Topeka? A state <laughs> that is unknown. I'll get on that. RN. Uh, yeah, anyways, it's from Channel 4 News. Oh, the UK. I see. It's out of the UK. I see. Um, exclusive. Neo-Nazi and National Front Organizer quits movement. Opens up. About Jewish heritage and comes out as gay. Hmm. I think I'm this sorry. guy's. Could you read that one more time? Neo Nazi and National Front Organizer quits the movement, opens up about his Jewish heritage, <laughs> and comes out as gay. Wow. Just a complete 180. I think he's very confused about something in his life. <laughs> because these are complete polar opposites. And he's British, I would like to mention. He is British. A white supremacist, active as recently as the start of this year, says today that he is publicly renouncing 40 years of hatred. Speaking on Channel 4 News, he comes out as gay for the first time and admits to his violent past. Wow. I, do you have a news clip there? 
Is it appropriate for consumption? I don't know. I haven't watched the video. Okay. Well, as as we do here. And it's 11 minutes long. Uh, let's not watch it. <laughs> hey, um, our uh, our computer just ended, entered power saving mode. So I really hope, okay, we're good. <laughs> we're still on. That's good. We're still on. It's always good. Don't you fret, Brea Deratoni and father listening to us right now. We are still here for you. And we will never leave you. No. No, nope. we will not. Nor forsake you. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> you got any, you got any uh, ironic news, news titles this week, Jake? Um, well, if you hearken back to the 2016 election, you, you may remember that some of the mudslinging that went on was, for some reason, uh, Ted Cruz was called the Zodiac Killer. Yes, he was I named do. the mysterious unknown Zodiac Killer. Uh, actually, actually today, he did post a tweet um, uh, confirming that. Uh, so he was in a Twitter storm with Ben Sass. Um, can you remind me who Ben Sass is? Ben Sass is a fella uh, who I believe is a media pundit. Uh, let me double check. His Twitter bio reads, Dad Husband, Husker Addict, oh. Skeptic of Political Addicts, Historian, Data Nerd, 100 Plus Stitches in My Head, Personal Account, Press Office, is Sensass. Is he a senator? He's a senator. Gotcha. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So he was he was in a Twitter exchange with Ben Sass, and this was the response that he tweeted to one of the tweets. So he tweeted the Zodiac um, puzzle from the, Z- mo- the Zodiac movie, essentially. Yes. I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was really weird looking. Yeah, no. So if, you, if you've ever seen the Zodiac movie. I haven't, if, if you uh, wanted to know. It follows, like, the Zodiac killer, obviously. Obviously. And it kind of tells a story about that. But that is definitely an image um, of one of the puzzles that the Zodiac killer basically um released um during his killings now i must uh i must also play the other side and say that the response has not been that great so someone said ted cruz is the zodiac killer of killing jokes Ooh, looks like ted (laughs) cruz's final kill was the zodiac killer meme itself people mad that ted cruz appropriated the zodiac joke is the new joke wow that's quite. I don't. I always wonder why people get so upset about certain things. Yeah, I. I don't know. Like he's trying to. He's trying to have a little fun with it. Yeah. Because you get called that, and then you try to play along with it. Yeah. Because I mean, it's not like you're president. I mean, he tried. He tried. He tried real hard. He did. <laughs> uh, you're right. I don't understand his face sometimes, but that doesn't mean that we can't all be friends. That's very true. Very very true. Thank you. Um, I'd like to read you a little story out of uh, Global News in California. Okay. Alberta. Actually, this is Canada, not California. Um, wow. Okay. So, Alberta police dog accidentally fires handgun found after parking lot fight. Wow. So, Like with his paw or nose? <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, I do know, but because <laughs> the article says. But <laughs> Wow, imagine that. A police dog in Alberta. 
Had a close call on Thursday. Can you not say Alberta that way? Alberta? (laughs) (laughs) Had a close call on Thursday (laughs) when it inadvertently fired a handgun found while investigating a fight in the grocery store parking lot. RCMP Uh said one shot was fired, but neither the dog nor its handlers were injured. Oh, that's that's great. At the time, the dog was tracking tracking two suspects. Um, but they said that the dog essentially like just stepped on the gun. And okay, with by, his paw. And by stepping on the gun that was laying on the ground, um, it fired the gun. Wow. Yeah, he was actually trying to recover recover the handgun. The dog off the ground. So the. The dog was going to get a loaded handgun yeah. in his mouth? Apparently. I don't... The uh, Alberta Police <laughs> Department uh, needs to get train their dogs a little bit differently. Uh, or tell their dogs not to pick up guns with their mouths. Uh, PSA to all those kids out there. Uh, guns are not to be put in mouths. Yeah. In any respects. No. No. Uh, I don't recommend really putting a gun anywhere else besides your hand. <laughs> it's not a wise idea. <laughs> yes. The only place it should be other than your hand is the table or the safe. Or maybe just the safe. Or right. maybe just the table. Or if you just want to start juggling guns, I mean, that works yes. too. So. Uh, I once met a man who could do that. His name was uh, Ralphie, the gun juggler. Is that like Wreck It Ralph? No, it's not. Oh. It's completely separate. Did he know Wreck-It Ralph? Uh, possibly. Ooh. I've always wanted to meet Wreck-It Ralph. I always thought he was a really cool dude. You for what, did. For what he could do in that movie. Have, have you wow. seen that movie? Yes. It's a very fun movie. It is. It is a fun movie. You know what's more fun? What's more fun? UFOs are real. What? <laughs> Since yes. when? Since the former manager of the Department of Dis- Defense Aerospace Threat Program said so. Why is that a thing? Okay, the so... The Aerospace Threat okay. Program? So you know how in movies there's that one department who only gets called into action when the once in, like, an Earth time event happens? Uh, yeah. This is that department. Wow. Something we're paying them. extraordinary was revealed today. Former high-level officials and scientists with deep black hole experience, who have always remained in the shadows, came forward on one platform. These insiders have long-standing connections to government agencies, which may have programs investigating unidentified aerial phenomena. (laughs) That was very well said, I would like to say. It's a well-written article. From the Huffington Post. The team includes a 25-year veteran of the CIA's Directorate of Operations, a Lockheed Martin program director for advanced systems at Skunk Works, (laughs) and a former deputy assistant secretary of defense for intelligence. Today marked the official launch of To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science, TTS slash AAS for short an innovative public benefit corporation which will advance research into unexplained phenomena and develop related technology. It has been established... It has established three synergistic divisions, science, aerospace, and entertainment. So basically, in short, at the opening of this 
place, these people were all like, yeah, so UFOs are out there. Did they coming for provide you. any uh, proof? Uh, yes. I mean, other, I mean, basically the guy who was at uh, the Department of Defense was just like, because I say so. So they didn't really have any proof. No, no. Hmm. Uh, Louis Elizondo left the Pentagon uh, working for the Department of Defense, and she confirmed that UFOs were real two weeks after she left. They have been officially documented. So whether that be they were documented like in the 50s, like possibly people were confused back then. That might be what the official documents mean. Interesting. Uh, so, I like to I like to keep up hope. Um, the The aliens are out there, kids. If you go looking for one, you might find one. You know, have you ever seen that Scooby Doo? No, I didn't watch it. Movie. You never watched any Scooby-Doo? No, I was not allowed as a child. The first time I watched Scooby-Doo was at your house, and uh, that was when I was like five. And then uh, after that, I had to sleep with the door open. Because Scooby-Doo scared you? Yes. Wow, so I'm, it's, I'm really sad. It's your fault, actually. That's that's really sad, because Scooby-Doo was my favorite oh, television show as That a child. explains a lot. Um, but... Anyways, there's a Scooby-Doo movie where they go out in, I think, like, the desert of Arizona, and they get sucked up by aliens. And okay. goes on this whole alien adventure. You should watch it sometime. Oh, maybe I will. Um, but that that whole UFO story basically reminded me about, about that Scooby-Doo movie and how great it was. And okay. I can only watch it again sometime. What was great about it? You know, it's one, Scooby-Doo. You really can't get much better than Scooby-Doo. Oh, no. Um, and... You know, that's why. That's that's the only oh, reason I can come okay. up with at the moment. <laughs> it's the fact that it was. That is a great reason, Tyler. Thank and you. I fully, fully concur with with Wait, you. Yeah, absolutely. With you. Um, do you have something else for me, or I have a double animaler for you? <laughs> um, I always have. I always have stories. I have an animal story as well. So you just want to go on a triple animal run? Triple animaler. Um, I'm trying to see if I have another animal story. I oh, think I only had. One. Oh, I do. Darn it. We have lost the streak. I Repeat, do. Repeat. We have lost the streak. But this is coming out of ABC News, so this is a pretty okay high level animal story here. Okay. Jake. A woman tests the limits of a hotel's pet policy <laughs> by taking her in her horse. So wow, there is that a, is quite the picture there. There is a picture um, in this news article where there's a lady laying on the bed. And there's just a horse <laughs> casually sitting next to her in a hotel room next to her bed. What do you think the horse's name is? Um, let's see if the... Jeffrey. So, can you... I want you... Um, I want you to take a guess on where this story is coming out of the front. Out. Uh, Florida. No. Uh, Oklahoma. Think think it, about horses, Jake. Where, are horse, where is the majority of horses? Uh, Kentucky. Yes. Oh... Uh, <laughs> So this story is out of Georgetown, Kentucky. Um, the horse's name is Blizz, by the way. Blizz. Okay, pause. Why do horses have such weird names? Like, 
it's they're the only animals that can be named weird things. No, it's a good question. Maybe because people just want to name them stuff that they can yell really easily. No, they have the longest names you've ever heard of, like Son of a Sec Rallying Poker Chip. <laughs> you know, I've never heard of that horse before. Is that a famous horse, Jake? Um, is that a famous racing horse? Maybe. <laughs> Secretariat's not a long name. Yeah, but it's like, where did you come up with that name? Here? <laughs> okay, really quick. I'm sorry to barge in on your story. No, you're fine. Um, seven weirdest horse names rated by Britannica. Oh, I'm glad they blessed <laughs> create a list for us. Number seven, Patu. Wow. With ten O's at the end. That's a lot of O's. Number six, why kick a moo cow? There's no way you pronounce that correctly. Why kick a moo cow? So, yeah, that's how it's spelled. Yeah. Yeah. The horse's name pronounced why kick a moo cow <laughs> is a New Zealand expression <laughs> that refers to a very remote place. I'm going to name my dog why kick a moo cow. <laughs> If I ever name my firstborn child that, actually, that's my <laughs> secondborn right after Gaylord. Your first kid's gonna be named Gaylord. Gaylord Eugene Heinzman. You're gonna give him the same middle name that you have. Yes, it's a Heinzman tradition. My oh. great grandfather had it, Did and then my grandfather, and then my dad. D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on. What's the no. next? Okay. Ready? Next, yeah. Okay. Ghost Zapper. Okay. I guess I like Waikikamuka better. <laughs> Hoof-hearted. Number three is R. As in like a pirate? Yeah, like A with five R's. R. (laughs) (laughs) Number two is odor in the court. (laughs) What? Is Is there context to that name? Odor? Okay. Often, horses will be named in a fashion after their parents. Thus, the horse Golden Soul is by Perfect Soul out of Hollywood Gold. Order Odor in the Court, a much less fortunate creature, was sired by Judge Smouth. So, this dog was owned by a judge. <laughs> well, it was a horse, and its uh, father slash mother was named oh, God. Judge Smouth. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Number one, can we get a can we get a drum beat? Thank you, uh, Clyde Van Dusen, who was a Kentucky Derby winner in 1929. He was named after his trainer, former jockey Clyde Van Dusen. So Clyde Van Dusen was riding Clyde Van Dusen. Uh, yes, yes, he was. Oh, that could have gotten really confusing. And I think I feel bad for the announcers who had to announce that. Yeah. It's a very long name. So I'm going to pass it on back over to you with the story. So going back to uh, the lady who um, brought a horse into a um, hotel room. Um, Yeah, so no, she uh, literally walked. Here's a picture of her walking up to the hotel desk. Okay, who is taking these pictures, by the way? Um, Lindsay Partridge of Harmony Horsemanship. Wait, so is this a horse stunt? Uh, I think so. Um... Let me see here. Yeah, Lindsay Partridge, who in 2015 created Harmony Horsemanship. Wow. An organization to help that helps riders better understand their horses, told ABC News she was driving from Pontypool, Canada, to Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington, Kentucky, 
What did you decide to check into a hotel? A riding coach. Um, quote, we left at like 3 in the morning. And we got when we got down there, the hotel is before you get to the, the horse park. Partridge mm-hmm. 31, we're called. Okay. We figured we may as well stop and unload our luggage. That's when we spotted a dog in the lobby of the Supreme 8. So, they stayed at a very, very high-end hotel. The Supreme 8. Oh, wow. Stayed there myself. Oh, have you? Five plus stars. <laughs> Five plus stars in regards to how dirty it is. Um, uh, what a crack. Yeah. In the lobby of Supreme 8 in Georgetown, Kentucky. She said she remarked to the receptionist that she didn't realize the hotel had a pet policy and joked she had a few horses outside, just casually. (laughs) (laughs) The receptionist said, oh, I don't care. Sure, bring them in. (laughs) Like all of them? She she really brought this upon themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Astonished, Partridge figured she would, taking a few funny photos which has since earned attention on Facebook with more than 2,000 reactions. Wow, that's a lot of reactions. That's more people than we have listening to our podcast right now. That is very true. Some hotel guests were, quote, pretty surprised, but they all knew it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) What happens when the horse, like, poops? Do they clean it up or, like, Uh, do they take them outside or what? I I don't know if you've ever seen a horse um, poop on the ground. Oh, I did one time. Like it, in the street. I wish that I hadn't. That is that's a lot. Uh I that would be pretty hard to clean up in a hotel. Let me let me tell you what. Um They clarified their pet policy in a statement. Actually, this is from the high level of Supreme Eight management. Okay. So pretty high high paid peeps yeah. here. Um by saying, quote, we did not know she was going to bring the horse into the facility. Wait, even though the person said that Absolutely. she could? Yeah. Like offered, actually? Yeah. Wow. We are pet friendly, and it is for animals 25 pounds and under. Okay. We had no knowledge of it being in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, so, wait. Do you think, like, when the lady went to bed, the horse just, like, stood there and went to sleep? Because wh- horses sleep standing up, fun fact. Then, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. I don't know. Wow. It doesn't state. It did say like it was all in good fun, and they just did it to take a few funny photos. So I don't really know if, if the um, horse stayed in the room all night long. But oh, okay. Yeah. Um, now, for those who aren't here, uh, we were looking at pictures of the horses in the hotel. Uh, so just imagine a horse in a hotel room. Um, that's what we were looking at. Also, if you are blind, you wouldn't be able to see it. Um, so we like to be as descriptive as possible here at the Completely Unrelated podcast. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just to explain what's going on. As we are not blind, we can see. Very true. Um, My eyes do work. Yes. Currently. Yes. Uh, um, mine do as well, even though one feels like it's going to fall out sometimes. That is true. Um, I have a double animaler. Let's hear As it. promised. Uh, can we come up with a better phrase for that first? Uh, triple animaler? No, I, I meant <laughs> the animaler part. Um, triple, triple trouble tr- trunkle. Never mind. That didn't work at all. That wasn't even close to okay. working. An aggressive llama. 
is on the loose in Colorado. Oh, no. This is an issue. The city of Fort Collins has a random llama <laughs> wandering around. The, per- the, the llama was spotted on Tuesday. Okay. Um, and there is a picture on here of a llama standing in the grass of Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, taken uh, by a resident. Quote, This llama lost its mama at Bobcat Ridge. Please don't approach. She is aggressive. (laughs) That was an official statement from the city of Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, Interesting. How do they know the llama is aggressive? So, two different parties have reported the llama as aggressive, and their attempts to lure the llama down from the hills were unsuccessful. I've gone up several times with different rangers and different staff to do that, and we can't get anywhere near it, she said. It just wanders off. So I really think that that this sense of animosity towards the llama is just coming out of an extreme insecurity and loneliness because she wants to keep the llama. You know, that makes sense. (laughs) Not really, but... (laughs) We'll go with it. Uh, So if you are in the Fort Collins vicinity, keep an eye out for any wayward llamas. And if you see any, uh, call us. Yeah. Or if you've uh, ever been to Fort Collins and know the area Oh, yeah. Or know the llama or, uh, uh, yeah. Um, Yeah. If you know the llama, (laughs) we'll we'll put you on right away. Oh, yeah. We we have so many people calling all the time. (laughs) And they all want to go on, and we're like, no, I'm sorry. That's not how this works. Yeah, you don't know the llama. The Dalai Lama, that. All righty. <laughs> what's, what's the other animal story you got for uh, The week? other animal story is that a Florida woman, this is our Florida segment, by the way. Oh, yes. I always uh, love this. She, she, she took her pet chicken on a paddle board. First, okay, first, off, first off, who has a pet chicken? Uh, this woman in Florida. Uh, okay, so if you're raising chickens, are they considered pets? No. Okay. You're raising them to kill them, to then sell their meat. What if you just want a friend? <laughs> then get something besides a chicken. What about a llama? A, a llama is a better option than a chicken. Okay, yeah. See, that's my point. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> like, why buy a chicken? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Uh, these pictures of a woman... Who has a chicken on her paddleboard? <laughs> were put on Facebook by the Florida Keys and Key West, their Facebook account. Again, what's with <laughs> these cities putting this stuff on their Facebook account? Or the like coincidence that this person, it, like the, <laughs> these Facebook accounts, are just present when people are paddleboarding. Also, paddleboard I would like to know chickens. how exactly they got this shot. <laughs> did they fly a drone out like, of the ocean? Does she have a drone or like was this just a stunt or something? So for those who aren't here, we're looking at a picture of her paddling on the paddleboard like from way up behind her and you can see the chicken on the paddleboard. Yeah. You can see the entire paddleboard from the sky. Yes. And so we're wondering, who's flying the paddleboard, yo? Maybe there's just a really tall ladder in the ocean. Oh, also, I would like to note the other picture on here is is from the front of the board vantage point, but from the drone shot, there's no camera on the front of the board. So I would like to call this story a hoax. It's fake news. Though, 
Your fake news. I wish we had a soundbite, but I can't cut it that fast. So you're going to have to deal with that. Um, so while I'm not doubting that this didn't actually happen because there are pictures, I just don't think that it was as spontaneous as a Florida woman turning heads by taking her pet chicken out on the water to go paddleboarding. Uh, so yeah, that's my double. Well, I guess that's our triple animaler for today. Um, <laughs> I do have the fake news soundbite if you'd like to play it, Jake. Um, yes, I actually would. Um, here you go. Here's that. I'm going to need that back, though. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. Sure. No, Mr. President-elect, go ahead. Mr. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you. Not can you. you give us a chance? Your organization you are attacking terrible. our news organization. Your organization. Can you give us a chance to ask a question, sir? <laughs> go ahead. Sir, can Quiet. you state... Quiet. Can, Mr. President-elect, go ahead. Can you state categorically... She's a question. Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be rude. attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. Can you give us a question? I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You are fake news. You are fake news. Kaboom. He got him. Good. <laughs> you are fake news. You're fake news. So well, that was that was fun. Thanks for thanks for pulling that up on on such short notice. Oh, absolutely, me. Jake. I will look up anything for you on short notice. Oh, what a doll. So, um, there was a study recently released. Okay. In the last couple of weeks, that ranked the states in. What did it? Oh, it ranked them from most sexually diseased to <laughs> least sexually diseased. And I wow! Play, wow! And I want to play a little game with you. Okay. What do you think the top five uh, most sexually diseased wow. states in I'm, the United States? This are? is going to be such a fun game. I'm glad that you did this. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Um, uh, California. Okay. Florida. Okay. Uh, let's see here. What's some other sextingness states? <laughs> uh, New Hampshire. Okay. What? What? I'm uh, curiosity. Why did you choose New Hampshire? Uh, you know, New Hampshire is a big libertarianism state, and people who don't know what they believe just sometimes call themselves libertarian libertarians. Jake, this is this is uh, <laughs> this. And people who don't know what they believe just sometimes do whatever they want, you know? Sure. Uh, so that's my reasoning for that. Sure. Um, let's let's see here. Uh, maybe Louisiana. Okay. And... Uh, Mexico? Uh, Mexico is a country <laughs> south of the United States. So it is not on the list. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure that would be number one, maybe. I don't know, actually. Would you like to take another guess at a state in the United States? Yes, I would. I would like to guess... Um, what can you... Well, okay. I was going to ask you to give me some states, but that might give it away. Uh, I'm I, just gonna, I can list all 50 states if you would like me to, Jake. Uh, I can go from West Coast to East Coast. Did I, California. You already chose California. Okay. That was the first one you chose. <laughs> uh, uh, Virginia. Okay. You got one in the top five. Oh, darn it. 
Louisiana is the one that wow. you got that was in the top five. It was I number three. I did not three. expect that one. The most sexually diseased state in the United States is Alaska. Wow. That is just fascinating. <laughs> number two comes in at Mississippi. Okay. The South. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of funky things going on in the South. Number three is Louisiana. You said funky things, right? That is what I said. All right. Uh, number four is Georgia. Okay. And uh, number five is New Mexico. Wow, really? South states. Uh, yeah. So num- <laughs> number six is North Carolina. Seven is South Carolina. Eight is Arkansas. Um, nine is Delaware. So it's the it's the first okay. North state on there. First state that's uh, north of the Mason-Dixon line. Okay. Um, but we go 10. It's back down in uh, Oklahoma. Wow. So how do you measure this? these metrics exactly? Um, I, I don't know how they measured this. Um, it's just based upon the STD rates. Oh. Alrighty. Apparently, apparently that is something they track. Is there anything else about Alaska? Because... That doesn't make any sense. Well, they do have like twelve, like twenty-four hour days where it's just dark. Oh, okay. You know, so I would assume there's sleeping going on during that time. Yeah, and other things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Alaska wow. is number one. Wow. Also, there's not a whole lot of people in Alaska. So well, think, that's like, my point. Once something gets... Like, con- is it just the percentage then? I, I mean, yeah, it's based upon population, obviously. Like, percentage of population that's getting an STD. But once someone gets something, they probably spread to, like, a bunch of other people. Mm, cause probably. Not, you know, there's not, there's not a high population in Alaska. Not a yeah. lot of people live there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those STDs, they go around like wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on now. What do you um, got for us? It, this coming this comes from ABC uh, from Brockton, Massachusetts. A robber or robbers in the plural with hunting knives uh, rushed into a store with hunting knives and uh, around lunchtime on Tuesday. So just imagine you're having lunch and this happens on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, they had very large hunting style knives, and the thing that they demanded was one dollar. <laughs> one dollar? Yes, one dollar. Um, was the men were described as Hispanic and possibly between the ages of fifteen and eighteen. That's a wide range there. Uh, one was wearing a red sweatshirt with white on top of it. One was wearing a white hooded sweatshirt. This is very descriptive. If you, oh if, yeah. If you see these young men. Uh, Make sure to report them to the police for trying to steal $1. No arrests have been made as of yet. Are they going to make an arrest over a dollar? I don't know. I think it it might be hard to find them as well because uh, if you see a Hispanic man in a red or white sweatshirt, I don't think that they're these people. I think that's very true. I also think, are they like, is this their loophole in the U.S.? Law system, whatever it's called. <laughs> to which are, to which one to are you referring? Both of these guys, to where they can get the thrill of um, holding someone up 
but not get arrested because they're only trying to steal a huh. dollar? Possibly. Are you outraged with the legal system? No. I would do that for a dollar. <laughs> wow. You fascinate me <laughs> all the time. Well, also coming from ABC, uh, now this time from Baltimore, which I'm pretty sure is in Massachusetts. Maybe. Don't take my word for it. I won't. Uh, I don't know if you remember a little bit ago we had a story from the NPR. Uh, the NPR? The NPR. Okay. No, actually, possibly from... It was the BBC via the NPR uh, reporting on a fatberg that had developed in the London sewer system. I do remember that. Yes, so now there's one in Baltimore. Oh, wow. Are these fatbergs going uh, to take over the Possibly. The world? I think, I think that that this is the new way that villains are, are attacking cities. So, um, yeah. You know in the in the movie where they have the villain and he attacks a city? Yes. That's yeah. basically every superhero movie ever. Oh, right. Um, this is that. Okay. Uh, so a fatberg that may have taken beyond a half of a century to grow below <laughs> Baltimore gosh. has been removed. The public works department used a camera pressure washer and truck mounted industrial vacuum cleaner that they to just clear had. the mass of curdled <laughs> grease wet wipes and other waste why are wet wipes included in that because even though they're like considered flushable they they don't really dissolve like in the yeah but like there are a lot of things that you can people flush down the toilet whether yeah, they're but flushable they're like, or not like what uh, people flush gum down the toilet all the time Okay, well, then maybe that's on here. Or but. in the case of people on my floor, ramen, apparently. Wow. You know, uh, at the beginning of this year, we did have random foods, like, in the sink for some reason. Yeah. Like noodles or corn. <laughs> and I didn't want to eat it. It did not look good. I don't recommend that. Um, this fatberg was clogging up to 85% of a 24-inch pipe near Penn Station and has caused more than 1 million gallons of sewage to overflow into the Jones Falls stream. Holy so if cow. if you are a homeless man listening to us from Baltimore and you are living in or around the Jones Falls stream, <laughs> that water is no longer potable. No. There is 1 million gallons of sewage in there. You will die. Uh, just, also... Just, just trying to help the homeless brother out here on, on this show. Still not sure. Yep. Very, very true. Uh, luckily... Pat Boyle with Public Works uh, uh, put the hammer down. He said, quote, we can't treat our toilets like our trash cans, unquote. So just remember that next time you, you want to flush down the old Tickle Me Elmo. Interesting. Yes. Imagine this. Okay. You go to the doctor. Okay. All right. And... You uh, go through your normal checkup at the doctor. Yeah. And they find a mass in your lungs. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. And they tell you that essentially they think you may have cancer because they found those masks mm. in your lungs. That would be rough. It would be rough. Imagine that um, it, 
that you are uh, co- complaining of coughing up yellow mucus, mucus and feeling unwell for over a year. That is just so gross. And that you have been a long-term smoker, so everything is pointing that to is you so having gross. lung cancer, right? Ew. So they go and they do a little biopsy and try and figure out what's going on in your lungs there. And they find a long-lost Playmobil traffic cone. Wow. Yes. That you received on your seventh birthday. This There's a man um, from somewhere in the United States that is not relevant to this article because it doesn't list it, <laughs> who is 47 years old, and he has a 40-year-old Playmobil traffic cone in his lung. Wow. What? What an inspiring story. Go out and be a traffic cone today. Following the procedure where they uh, removed it, the patient reported that he regularly played with and even swallowed places of Playmobil during his childhood. Wow. What a brave man. (laughs) He recalled being given this Playmobil set for his seventh birthday and believes he aspirated it, aspirated the toy traffic cone soon after. So, like, was he just, like, talking to it, like, really close, and then he just, like, took a big breath, like, <gasps> and it just went right in there? I guess. And it stayed there for 40 years. And Wow. So, like, what what caused it to, to be brought up now? Well, I mean, I assume that he was probably thinking that something was going on because he was coughing up yellow mucus and feeling unwell for a year. That's gross. Again, I would like to reiterate it. Re- re- it, to re- it really is that it was one centimeter in length okay so that's about not very big um in today's chemistry lab that's how large the cuvette was so um luckily that took it out of the equation for us it was one centimeter long that's good yeah good enough um the last story that i have before of course the weekly north korea story oh absolutely this one's not as it's not as big of, of of a doozy as the Apple one before, but it's 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 worth listening to. Uh, a student in Arizona has rigged his dorm room to play the slap bass slap bass sound from Seinfeld when slap someone opens <laughs> when someone opens it. Uh, and I just I just. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to play this for you. Is there a really recording quick. of it? There is. Oh my god. There is. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Good morning. I'm David Green. You ever have a friend who comes up with an annoying idea but deserves some credit? Well, a college student in Arizona put a sensor on the door of his dorm room. Every time someone walks in, well, this happens. Come in. <laughs> Yep, from Seinfeld. I'm a law and order guy, so Steve, come in. (laughs) You can't do that to the studio door. I can. It's morning edition. Whatever you listen. That isn't that the most awesome thing ever? I I want to go do that with my door right now. That is like a freaking amazing. It wouldn't be that. I don't think it'd be that hard either. No. Hey, do you know what that beeping sound is? (laughs) It sounds like an alarm clock. I think someone's playing a, a retro video game in the corner, <laughs> and it's beeping faster now. It might be a bomb. Uh, anyway. If we go in like 10 seconds, you know why. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, pre throwing it back to DJ Roomba. Truth. <laughs> Do right. you have any any last things? Before the North Korea story? Well, with the Cubs lost tonight, Jake, I have to wear a tie covered in pictures of my roommate for a week. Wow. I did see that picture of the tie. Uh, that is just amazing, I must uh, say. Yeah, and they're baby pictures of my roommate. Yeah, and you have to wear it for the whole week. Yeah, um, eight, from when I wake up to when I go to sleep. Wow. That was the bet. Well, the, wow. the bet was is if they lost tonight... I would have to wear it. If they won tonight, he, he would have to wear it. So. Now, I must say that 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 sounds like it would be embarrassing for you, but I also would like to say it's a very, very good conversation topic. Oh, absolutely. People are going to be like, why are you wearing that tie with baby pictures on it? I'll be like, it's my roommate. I'm just supporting him. He's my bro, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> I mean, he... <laughs> Um, Walk myself into Tyler. The with that I one. would, I would, pre- I would prefer if you didn't take this time to explain your broship with your roommate. It's too I'm complicated to, to say right now. It is very complicated. Um, it's a complicated relationship. Also, would you care to share your plan with us to find this Elizabeth girl? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, I'm just gonna go <laughs> to the. Uh, there's a there's a room in the math building. Okay. Where people with test accommodations go to like set them up because okay. the math accommodations are separate from the actual like rest of the accommodation center. It's really confusing. Okay. And so I'm just gonna go and ask them for a list of people that were in my room. Wow. What do you have like a reason that you're gonna say? I'm trying to think of a good one at the moment. Okay. So I'll come. Um, up with I will help more. you brainstorm because this is obviously important to you. Obviously. I'm gonna pat his knee right now. Thank you, Jake, for you're patting welcome. my knee. Um. Well. If that's it, I guess it's time for our North Korea story. Let's hear it. Invaders, provokers, will meet most miserable death. (laughs) Is that the headline? Yes. Pyongyang, October 18th, KCNA. The U.S. and South Korea puppet forces began the largest ever joint maritime drill in the East Sea and South Sea of Korea on October 16th, driving the tension into the worst line of explosion. The nuclear-powered carrier Ronald Reagan Strike Group, three nuclear submarines such as Michigan, more than 40 warships including Aegis, destroyers, and fighters are giving off powder smells in those waters. The U.S. and the South Korean puppets are muling, keeping the nuclear strategic assets in the waters off of South Korea and in its vicinity after the said drill so as to stage another large-scale joint maritime strike drill by additionally introducing the U.S. nuclear carrier Theodore Roosevelt Strike Group in late October. A spokesman for the Pan-Korean Emergency Measure Committee for Opposing Nuclear War Drills Against the DPRK That is quite the department. In a statement Wednesday said, this proves that the U.S. and South Korea puppet authorities are attempting to ignite a war on the Korean peninsula at any cost while watching for an opportunity after making its quote-unquote preemptive attack upon the North at fate accompli. Great English. The statement said, now that the enemies claim the drill would be a demonstration of the real strike upon the DPRK, they should know that the Korean-style toughest countermeasures have been fully prepared to make the strike end in a smoke at a single stroke. 
Worse still, the U.S. is running amok by introducing under our nose the targets that we have set as primary ones. The U.S. should expect that it would face unimaginable strike at an unimaginable time. The South Korean puppets, too, will not go scot-free, as they are introducing the U.S. nuclear strategic assets and turning the whole land of South Korea into the worst-ever field of nuclear war without seeing the imminent catastrophic disaster. The grave situation on the Korean peninsula, reaching the unpredictable phase, more clearly shows that the U.S. and South Korean puppet warmongers are the chieftains threatening the existence and development of the Korean nation and the root cause of nuclear war. All the Koreans in the North, the South, and overseas will, with concerted efforts, mercilessly smash the war frenzy of the U.S. and South Korea puppet warmongers to get rid of the abyss of ruin through dangerous war gambling and inflict the most miserable death on the invaders, provokes provokers increasing the danger of nuclear war. End of story. Wow. Yes, that yes. was quite informative. Oh yes, um, I'm so glad that uh, North Korea is looking out for themselves. Oh, absolutely. They're going to smash those warmongers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, those warmongers better get out of the way. Yeah. North they better watch them. their back. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do believe it's that time of the show. Are you feeling the funk? I don't know if I am feeling the punk, Jake. Are you feeling the funk? Oh, boy. You should see Jake's neck right now. He looks like a chicken that's about to get his head cut off. But I am not on a paddleboard. I am here in studio. That is correct. Right now. You could be on a paddleboard, With you holding your hand and guiding you gently into that dark night. Wow, that got really... uh, (laughs) Really deep there. Yes, our sweet, supple voices are putting you to bed. Right what are now. these words that are coming out of your mouth? I just like to think of our voices as the last thing that will grace their ears before they lay their head down on the pillow at night. You never know. You never know. Well, that's all, and that's it, and that's all. And if I don't see you, night, night, Joshua, wherever you are.